this segment, and we're going to talk with Annette Jewell. Annette, we well, we've been friends for a long time, haven't we? Yes, we have. And it's uh, great to have you here. Uh, you've been concerned about rezoning uh, that's been happening in your neighborhood. And the more research that I do, um, I've realized that uh, zoning laws, uh, ideally they were, were put in place to kind of put in the rules of what, you know, what was going to happen in the neighborhood. And then people would buy property based on those zoning laws. But what I am seeing now, and after I read Blueprint Denver, that there will be an active movement by bureaucrats and politicians to use rezoning laws to start to craft neighborhoods the way that they want them to look instead of the way the neighbors, the community wants them to look. Am I kind of teeing this up a bit for you for what's happening out in your neck of the woods? I definitely think so, based on what's happening. So what's going on? Um, A couple of years ago, we had heard that based on a project of moving the Arapahoe Road Bridge to the west, that part of Valley Country Club would come out of the floodplain, allowing them to sell that land to rezone it for uh, some sort of a construction project versus being open space. So they started with conversations with the city of Centennial. Uh, The city was not uh, agreeing with some of their... um, plans regarding sales tax and usage tax. They wanted some dispensation, and there were just conversations. Uh, it didn't go to plan. Now, is this, so with, is this with the, the Valley Country Club? This is with Valley Country Club. Okay. Uh, after years of conversation, it went from Mayor Noon to current Mayor Pico. Uh, they couldn't come to an agreement in how to uh, agree to how to rezone, I guess is the way to put it. And so... Um, so now just backing up, so then the country club was asking for the rezoning that they would like, am I hearing maybe a cut of the sales tax or something? Or Yes, they had, um, the way it had been worded was they shot for the moon with the letter of request and it was um, two items of uh, sales tax and the other one was of uh, property taxes, if I recall, but I'd have to relook at my notes. But uh, there were things they wanted as an exception in the city of Centennial because they currently are an incorporated Arapahoe County, and the city of Centennial was not comfortable with what they were requesting. Okay. Um, From there, kind of at the same time, Valley Country Club also was in conversation with Arapahoe County to remain unincorporated uh, Arapahoe County and still develop the land. Arapahoe County would not get on board with residential because it's in the airport, Centennial Airport influence space, and they said they would be fine with an office building or commercial building, but not residential. And Valley Country Club, to sell the land for the most amount of money, high-density residential is number one for the highest land sale value. So now we're at the city of Aurora. This Wednesday, September 11th at 6 p.m., with planning and zoning uh, at the City of Aurora, they will hear this project to be annexed into the City of Aurora and rezoned MUC, which covers everything from commercial to high-density housing up to six stories. Okay. So that seems a little out of place in in that particular area to have like a six-story apartment building out there. It's interesting because uh, Norris Design has drafted that it's a walkable area to Corner Star as well as Arapahoe Crossing. Uh, Both of those have to reach both of those. You must cross a state highway. One of them is Arapahoe Road. The other one is Parker Road. If you've ever been out in the area to walk that as a pedestrian, yes, there are crosswalks, 
but it's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have many people who decide the red light doesn't apply and they will go through it or they'll block the intersection or, I mean, we've all seen that intersection. So to promote that as walkable, um, I went to when the annexation was initially introduced to City of Aurora, I spoke and asked the city council members to please, please drive out to this location, park their car and walk it because okay. it is very Dangerous. Dangerous, Mm -hmm. I think, to say this is a walkable area. One of the things we're also bringing up is where this location is, is uh, there's a light there at Chambers Way. That's the access point to Corner Star. It's the immediate light just west of Parker and Arapahoe Roads. Mm -hmm. Uh, They would also, uh, they have put in a request to CDOT to have a right-in, right-out turn lane, which is in the middle of the acceleration lane to come off of Helena and Parker to uh, ramp up speed to merge onto Arapahoe Road, um, Helena and Arapahoe, excuse me. Um, so we were also discussing where are they going to put the bus stop? Mm-hmm. So there is no other road. It's Arapahoe Road. This is a landlocked area. As a matter of fact, um, planning and zoning uh, and uh, City of Aurora through the MUC zoning states that there should be a residential street access. Well, there will not be one. This is a landlocked piece of land. And the, when I asked him about that, aspect of MUC. I now, was, what's MUC? Um, that would be the zoning code okay. under the city of Aurora. Okay. And um, under that code, like I said, it mentions that it should have a residential access point, not just an arterial. And so I questioned that. I said, well, how can you develop it? And they said, oh, you know, this would be an exception. So this code, the MUC code, was just approved by the city of Aurora. It's their brand new zoning. This would be one of the first projects under that zoning. And the first thing out of their mouth is this would be an exception because it's a landlocked piece of land. Well, you know, and you have to ask why. So it looks to me like, so is it Valley uh, Country Club and there's a developer, right? Yes, that's correct. And so they're they're kind of shopping around to try to get this rezoning so that they can put this particular building in place. First of all, if the Centennial Airport says that they're not comfortable with residential being there, it it seems somewhat um, irresponsible to go ahead and shop that someplace else. But the city of Aurora, let's think about that. What does this bring to them? That's what we keep asking. You know, what would it bring? Because they're going to have to have more police. They're going to, you know, have traffic mitigation. Uh, I, I don't quite understand what this brings to them. And I think I also find it a bit frustrating that it seems like this developer is kind of shopping these different um, municipalities or counties to try to get what they want. And, and it requires an exception. So, Helen, that goes to government picking winners and losers. Right. And, and that road I drove before, it's already congested as it is. It's one of the worst, you know, traffic congestion areas. And that just doesn't make any sense, especially with the airport so close. Why do you want to build a high rise so close to the airport? And it's interesting because when we talk with people, whether it's the airport or FEMA or anyone else, we've told they can advise against it, but they're not allowed to tell them no. And it's very frustrating because it's a 100-year floodplain. I have the new map, and one of the points of moving the Arapaho Road Bridge was that it would take it out of the 100-year floodplain. It did not. It will only remove it from the 100-year floodplain with fill dirt. So, again, they're going to have to bring in fill dirt. This is our backyard. Five homes will lose their open space, golf course, mountain views to a two, three, up to a six-story buildings. And that is changing the rules on those particular pieces of property. You know, those people had those piece, those, that property and within a certain, you know, rules. And now they're changing that and it will affect them. Um, I mean, there's, there seems something wrong about that, 
right? Right. Yeah, especially, you know, we talk about environment, right? The best way to protect environment is strengthening private property rights. That's why, you know, when you see countries like United States where there's strong protection of private property rights, you have a better environment because people care about what's happening in their backyard. And I agree with you. And and, and it's good you ask those council people to actually partner to work there because now we're falling to a decision that people who do not own property there actually are making decisions for people who are owning a property there. And it sounds like they're making the bad decisions. Well, that's interesting, too, because I talked with South Metro Fire and uh, he said, oh, wait, wait, wait this would be Aurora Fire because it's the city of Aurora. And I said, well, that's true, but where the city of Aurora Fire Station is, you're the first response because the South Metro Fire Station is at Peoria and Arapahoe, just to the west of this. The Aurora Fire Station is a considerable distance. They are discussing about building another fire station, but at this point, that's not on the drawing board. It's also will be the Aurora Sheriff, excuse me, the Aurora Police, and it is the westernmost boundary of Aurora. So even though Arapahoe Road is Arapahoe County Sheriff, this development would fall under the Aurora Police Protection mm-hmm. District. And does this have any quote-unquote affordable housing in it, do you know? You know, we've heard one way or the other, Avalon Bay, who's the current um, developer, says they do luxury units. Um, when we spoke with them in 2018, a one-bedroom was $1,100 rent. So, you know, not necessarily a luxury unit. That's going right in the no, Denver yeah. area. The other thing is we talked to, there's 1,345 either existing apartments in the area or proposed apartments in the area. And when I talked to each of the complexes, the four that are in existence, one is being built, um, they all still have vacancy. Uh, they have one, two, and three bedrooms. And the average occupancy is three people in a one-bedroom and seven people in a three-bedroom. So when you think of the occupancy rate in a 380-unit uh, development that they're proposing, this potentially is thousands of people. Well, and when you have uh, you have all of these different elected officials, bureaucrats, and interested parties concerned about congestion of our roads, uh, this just seems like this is really irresponsible to think about putting another 380 units, you said, right in that That's particular minimum. area. <laughs> but I did, I was reading through Avalon Bay or, or something that you'd sent over, and it was it really kind of told what's going on here. And that is, is this effort to urbanize our suburbs. That is what these planners are working to do is to urbanize our suburbs. And you bring in that many people, you're going to increase crime. So, um, Annette, we're going to go to break here in just a minute, but there's a meeting that you would love to have people come and, you know, be there because I know you have done hours and hours and hours of work. And, uh, uh, PBIs, politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties, they all get paid for the stuff that they're doing. You're not getting paid for this. And that's kind of what happens with li- liberty people so many times is you have to take a stand, but it takes a lot of time. So what is happening on Wednesday night? Yes, this Wednesday, September 11th at the Aurora City Council Chamber um, uh, uh, Center uh, Chambers, excuse me, uh, at 15151 East Alameda Parkway, 6 p.m., is the uh, planning and zoning meeting regarding this issue. And if people are in opposition, we would love for you to come. Um, we're going to ask whoever's in the audience to stand. Uh, you don't need to speak if you don't feel comfortable on the subject, but if you're in opposition of this high-density residential or even development of this open space uh, right near Parker and Rappahoe Roads, uh, your presence would be greatly appreciated. 6 p.m., the Aurora City Council Chamber uh, meeting room 
at 15151 East Alameda Parkway. And I just want to quickly say a number of my neighbors are working just as hard and diligently as I am uh, behind the scenes, talking with people, talking to the Cherry Creek Basin Water Authority. This is where this drains into. They've spent millions, to your point, Helen, Mm -hmm. cleaning up the water. And uh, this is where this floodway, um, the drainage is supposed to stay on site, but we know trash, dog feces, those type things do move off of paved sites and down Strange. To the water. Mm. Okay. Well, Annette Jewell, thank you so much for shedding light on this. And again, that meeting is at the Aurora uh, City Chamber meeting on Wednesday night.